We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Uh all the jokes that I think are good, you think are terrible. All the jokes I think are bad. You know what? If if, if what I do is wrong, yeah. I'll be right. All right. Uh, so we have Tune Wayne Rooney. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird, and we are both sponsored by the Starting Eleven app, uh, the only place where you can do live substitutions during your DFS challenges. We will be going over our lineups a little later, but Andrew, we have some South Coast special Friday night football. Uh, I don't. Not that I don't get it, but like I find Friday Premier League so annoying. I it's, get why uh, they do it, but <laughs> as one American here who happens to like work from home, I happen to work in. Be, I'm the perfect person to be able to watch this game, and I it's just so annoying. Yeah, I mean uh, it's it's difficult to juggle your uh, your soccer time and picking up kids from school. It's just it's tough. Um, that's not even so much of a concern. My kids are now old enough. They take the bus, which like goes right to my corner. So like, it's, it's more the, um, 
it's the day early prep for everything and at least for season long stuff and so you don't like it because it makes your job harder yeah absolutely yes my opinion is affected by my opinion and my situation so yeah I have a very we, we do this podcast every Friday morning and here we are Thursday at lunchtime doing a podcast because they had to push Burnmouth Brighton to a Friday night football game. This is the first time these two have ever played in the top flight. Um, if you're trying to like sell me on this game being better, then you are failing. But of it's course, a I'll South, watch it. it's, it's, it's a interesting. South Coast rivalry. Yes, they haven't played in what three years now? Four was know. Brighton even in the championship then? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm just telling you what I've heard. Oh, okay. <laughs> They've never played in the top flight. Okay, and that uh, this is uh, this is a South Coast derby. Okay. That's all. On a Friday. <laughs> on a Friday. Yeah. All by itself. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it's now all by itself the... theoretically in England, but like there are other. Well, the championship plays on Friday. Uh, the championship does play on Friday, as does the Bundesliga, La Liga, League Un. Like, they. The Premier League kind of having. Not like there's like this great competition amongst leagues on a Friday, but like. And not that I was all overly excited about watching Hanover Hamburger, but. Maybe I would have. That sounds delicious, by the way. I I can't not call it hamburger. Um, yeah. And, but I love every time I have to bring it up. Yeah. I mean, it sounds a lot better than Hamburg. Right. Right. Yeah. I love hamburgers. And, and yeah. so, hamburger. Yeah. I'm sure they don't pronounce it that way. I'm not sure of that, actually. But um, I will never not pronounce it hamburger. Yeah. Absolutely. Just like how you don't ever pronounce the uh, the I- Italian forward's name Immobile. It's always Immobile. Uh, I actually say Immobile, but... Yeah, because it's insulting to call a forward Immobile. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> oh, two for two, Andrew, already. Was... <laughs> one, of them, one, one of them is not officially on the podcast unless you decide to cut it in. Um, <laughs> but I, am I think we would have to beep it out anyway. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, let's get to the actual game here. So we have uh, Burnmouth and they're struggling everything versus Brighton, who was struggling until last week. Um, and I'm not sure I buy what, what they did last week either. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, home against West Brom, anything, you know, most most teams are usually okay in that situation. It is It was surprising that in the year. Brighton hadn't, uh, hadn't scored in their, any of their th- three matches, but... Um... Arguably, those were much harder than the one they had at home. So, yeah, good on them. Yeah, and uh, you called it. Pascal Gross was the guy to have last week. Um, yeah, it's it's funny because you said that on Twitter. Some I forget when it was that, or no, somebody else. I'm sorry, was like, "Oh, great call on Gross," and I was like, "I didn't play Gross anywhere, so I don't know like when I made this call." And you were like, "On the podcast," and I was like, "Oh, why didn't I just listen to myself then?" Yeah, exactly. <sighs> um. But so yeah. so many useful nuggets that you can't remember them all. Seriously, um, it's like you wouldn't think I did this for a living. But yeah, gross—it's uh, clearly like well beyond Anthony Knockart now, in terms of just getting, like, putting himself in situations where he can produce. Obviously, he's not going to score two goals. He might not score two goals again. Uh, he probably meaning for the rest of the season. He probably will. But like, that was quite an explosion. Yes, and don't forget the assist add-on too. Yep, you're right. You're right. So uh, yeah, so 
it was it was a good it was a good weekend for them last weekend. Uh, Burmuth and Eddie Howe desperately need a win. They do. Uh, they desperately need to show some signs of life offensively. And if there's no way to get, I mean, it is technically a local derby, mm-hmm. and they need to get up for this one, and they need to start performing specifically. You know, Jermaine Defoe, Joshua King, and yeah, I mean, and, the, and those. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean the uh, regardless of the derby, like Burnmouth, if they want to stay up these are games they have to get three points in. And so uh, Junior Stanislas is apparently training with the first team, and I feel like if he can make his way back in, then everything changes. Um, They don't have to rely on Ryan Frazier and Adam Smith on the wings and stuff like that. But uh, there's just, yeah, there there seems to be, like they're trying to play Josh King in the number 10, and he's just, he's not a number 10. And so the, the ability to just like, create buildup is not there and so he's uh, not a Stani number 10 if, helps that he's not he's a number 10, 10 if jermaine defoe is bigger number nine right yep that's the that i think that's an important distinction to make tactically for burnmouth i mean for burnmouth if you're gonna play joshua king as the 10 it means he's gonna have to run off the striker uh that striker better be able to hold up the ball and jermaine defoe can't do that uh correct um and they have a guy who is better at it at least in benicophobia it, it was. It's just weird to me that I, I'm still like baffled that they signed Defoe. Like, forget the three-year deal, but like, I don't know why they signed him at all. I mean, the length of the contract never really matters. <laughs> like, yeah, I like, mean, but someone will. Someone will take him. Like, some team will take him next year. That's no, not Burmuth. Nobody's ta- nobody's paying a transfer fee for a 35-year-old Jermaine Defoe. I mean, who says it has to be like a large fee? Regard they they may just want to get out of that contract. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I guess. I mean, uh, again, who, who if if it's a bad contract for Burnmouth, why would somebody else take that take that uh, deal? Yeah, it's um, it certainly makes you wonder. But let, let's let, let's get back let's get back focused here to the, just this weekend and what you see going forward from these two teams here. Obviously, Junior Stanislas. Uh, oh, I'll put it this way: Would you rather have Stanislas or Pascal Gross in the next three weeks? Um. In the next three, so Burnmouth have are at Everton, home against Leicester, and at Spurs. Well, that's that'd be the next. I'm including this game here. So oh, okay, so then Bright, at Lever- so Bright, Everton yeah. and home against Leicester. I was going to call them Leverton. Yeah. Um, and then Brighton has let's see, at Burnmouth, home against Newcastle, and at Arsenal. Um, they're, I think they're about equal schedules. Is why I asked. Um, I would. I would take Stanislas if he was fully fit. Yeah. So, and, and for me, I still think Knockhart has something to contribute in, you know, for Brighton. I don't think Gross is the only midfielder. Like, I don't think I, – I think the difference is – I'll put it this way. The difference between Gross and Knockhart is not as great as the difference between um, Stanislas and Frazier when all fully healthy. I, You're saying Gross and Knockhart are closer? Yes. I agree with that. So I, I'm just it, there might be some more equal distribution of points uh, in in terms of the midfield at Brighton, and I don't think there's a lot of points to go around. So it's it, you know that's kind of where you know you might be gambling. Where like let's say if there's 20 total points between the two players, I think you'll have maybe like 15 versus five on Burnmouth, and you'll have maybe 10 versus 10. 
that's that's kind of I mean that, that I'm not saying those are the actual numbers, but like that that's just what I'm thinking in terms of like percentages. Like yeah, I'd rather get the guy with the higher ceiling because he's not like my he's not like you, you're not looking at your first midfielder or your second midfielder. You want someone you can, you can gamble on the volatile nature of mm-hmm. your third, fourth, fifth midfielder if you're playing for Taga. That's fair. So, with that in mind, here, do you think there are goals in this one? Because I don't. Uh, I think they're too inept to stop each other. So yes, I do. I, I think they're too inept to get past the midfield. <laughs> like you were talking about before, there's not a lot of build-up play yeah. at Burnmouth, and there's definitely not a ton of build-up play at Brighton. Like Chris Hutton doesn't play that way. Um, that I could, yeah, I, I see that. I, I, on this situation, I side with goal scores over poor defenses. I, I see a game. Like where you think Burnmouth of... is shutting anybody out? I think not by not like by design, but Brighton play defensively and they play the counter, especially on the road. And you know, Brighton would be just fine taking a point. Mm. <laughs> like they, yeah, like, they would, yeah. So and Burnmouth do tend to want to you know play football and move the ball around. Right. I just think you're going to see a lot of lateral passing in the midfield with a bunch of turnovers. Hmm. <laughs> I think it's going to be a really bad game. Yeah. Just from a quality standpoint. You don't uh, think they're going to be like extra fired up because it's Friday night football? And a local derby, and a local that derby, they, and a team they've never played before in the top flight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all I there. I, I gave it the hard sell, uh, but no, I think it's going to be a really bad game. Hmm. I think, okay. I think, I think we're lucky if it's one-one. Okay. Like, and if like, it is one-one, who's scoring? Um, like uh, Sermon, Bruno, and Andrew Sermon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like someone random, yeah. like, right, like they, not someone you would count on. That's reasonable. Yeah. It's not going to be like a game like Crystal Palace, who we take on next for starting the Saturday slate, taking Ooh. on the 730 game against Southampton, where I do think that the only players that are going to perform are the expected ones. And I think this is a big Christian Benteke weekend. Ooh. So now that Frank DeBoer is gone, do you think they start looking? I think Roy Hodgson looks more like Big Sam. Yes. Direct, defensive, deliberate. Hmm. I agree. Uh, I, I mean, I think you're going to see, like, you know how West Ham played last week, right, uh, on Monday? Uh, Monday. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Um, that's how know, Crystal that, Palace will look? I mean, that's how they should play. Yeah, I, I, I think that's how West Ham will continue to play also as a well, – we get to them in a minute. But, um, you know, Christian Benteke, you know, the aerial duels thing is going to happen again. Uh, and, you know – I don't know what the what's the latest on Van Dyke. Is he, you know, he? I know that he was inching towards a return, but if he's not starting in the center back, Christian Benteke towers over Stevens and Yoshida or whoever they want to put back there. Yeah, he sure does. <laughs> so it's you know it, it's it is a tactical advantage if and they have people that can serve him the ball. Andrews Townsend, Jason Punchin, uh, Zaha just started getting on the bike again. He's not, I don't, I, I think if he makes the bench, he'll be lucky. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I honestly don't think he'll be featured here, but I, yeah, I agree with that. You know, even if they put like a, a Van on Holt, uh, on the on the left side of the midfield, which they wouldn't do, but they could, yeah, they could play him as a wing back. Yeah, I'm not I mean, sure they're, they're, if Hodgson's no. contemporary enough to play three in the back, but, <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna see. I mean, so someone like uh, Miljovic or mm-hmm. he could MacArthur yeah, I mean, or Kabai. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm just saying set pieces. They're gonna try for set pieces. They're gonna try for corners. They're gonna play direct. They're gonna be big, bruising. Uh, except for Andros Townsend and Jason Punchin. I think they're gonna try to go for um, 
the, the physical wearing down of Southampton because Southampton offensively have offered very little motivation going forward. Uh, and, you know, their midfield can be physically intimidated is the way I'll put it. I think that's fair. Um, they they just haven't seemed to figure out who to play. Uh, the only guys that seem locked in are Gabby Adini, which is a bummer, Stephen Davis, meaning in midfield and up. Uh, I guess Romeo is is in there, and Mario Lamina maybe, but like the whole Tadic, James Ward-Prowse, Sofiane Buffal, like uh, I guess Redmond has been pretty consistent, but they're just not. It's like a big group of non-finishers. Yeah, it's a yeah, correct. But I, I mean, Crystal Palace—they've just—they have the. First of all, let's. I think they did not give Frank DeBoer enough time. I think they were showing signs of improved play under DeBoer. Um, Roy Hodgson's going to instill the, you know, the Sam Allardyce tactics, and then he's going to get fired at the end of the season for not being entertaining. So uh, uh, but... I, I have actually mixed opinions on the DeBoer thing. Um, obviously, four games is nothing. Uh, so to think that uh, that's giving somebody enough time to – change everything because he was a very different manager than big sam uh on the flip side if crystal palace if the board basically at this point said we recognize this is not enough time but we we actually made a mistake and don't want to go in the direction that DeBoer wants to go in there's no reason to keep him around that's fair if you're if you're judging from the business angle like that then yeah uh, if they if they're willing to say after four weeks that hey we've made a huge mistake, mm-hmm. um, you know, and when you you know when you lose your first four and you don't score any goals in any of those games, I can see how that's a problem. Yeah, I, well, I I look at it like <laughs> so they missed like some sitters last weekend, or yeah. was that Monday? No, it was uh, when that, did they uh, play? Whenever Sunday, Saturday, I don't know. Whenever they played, I mean, they, somebody was <laughs> last... like Scott Dan missed this wide open header. Yes, he and did. I was on Twitter and everyone's like, Scott Dan just missed a sitter and that's going to get Frank DeBoer fired. And it's like, just think about that, that this is like a missed header from a center back who, yes, we've seen score a few times. But like, ultimately, this one play is like, uh, well, Benteke missed a one on one goaltender. They had they had three shots cleared off the right. line by Burnley. Like, you know, they, they were they, they got close yes. more than that one chance so i'm not saying that like they got that he got fired because like their last game was the last straw but i think there there has to be some sort of wait a minute this isn't where this isn't how we want this club to play uh forget like the no goals but like that kind of gave them the reason to make the change but ultimately if it's like we hired this guy who we think can like develop the the youth players because he doesn't mind playing them there if some guy came on i forget what his name is and um whoever was commentating the game maybe john champion was saying he was talking to the crystal palace pr guy before the game and he noticed this kid's name on the team sheet and he asked him about it and the pr guy asked asked him who he was talking about like he, he had no idea so it's like DeBoer's like bringing people up like that and if you're like on the board and you're seeing that and you don't really want Crystal Palace to be that kind of club, then of course you fire him. And you and you fire him now before there's like he's good enough and then like it's just not the, the club that you want. So I get it. Yeah, if they're willing to make – like I said, if the board is willing to make 
an admission like that that hey we strategically made a huge mistake and we, and we see it after four weeks mm-hmm. and then but the but the problem that I have is, is that their reaction is to be as regressive as possible the the Hodgson hiring I completely agree with you um it's weird because uh like when they got Big Sam or maybe it was when Big Sam was in with Sunderland it was like you you bring him in because he knows how to stay in the Premier League and Hodgson like regardless of what he does like he's a, he's even like a worse recycled product than anybody else and so you're kind of like we're going to hire Hodgson cuz he's going to save us he's going to keep us in the premier league but you're four games in like four you're not like 14 or 24 you're four games in and you're basically playing this we just need to stay in and that's what makes the the Hodgson decision so much worse than the DeBoer one but I don't run the club, so. Yeah, it's it, it, it's 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 an odd situation. Uh, so when we localize this to this game here, you know, we saw last weekend. I believe Dusan Tadic was on the bench. Yes. Uh, for for Southampton, which just infuriated everybody. Uh, James Ward-Prowse didn't exactly pick it up for him, he so it, it, it's really just a you know. And Sofian Buffal, the age of Sofian Buffal, remember when I thought that was starting. Ugh. Still waiting. Still waiting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And still waiting for a Crystal Palace forward to score like 15 goals in front of that midfield. <laughs> maybe Roy Hodgson is the key. Yeah, maybe. He's the key to unlocking what I think is going to be a very uninspiring game. To like basically the two for the first two games of this weekend are going to be very uninspiring. Uh, you don't think this one could be five four? It could be. I doubt it because Southampton are pretty solid organized uh, organization like like their organization's pretty good yeah <laughs> fraser forrester has been a very valuable valuable goalkeeper for that reason yeah um i i, I see this as like, any of these guys I, in your I, starting 11 lineup no right just checked it no right i only have four teams represented in my starting 11 lineup <laughs> one more than me <laughs> we'll get to that later yeah, we will. This is not a very um, this is not an awesome slate. <laughs> no, Saturday, the, yeah, yeah. Saturday is not a fun slate because you know three of the best three of the best teams play on Sunday. But we'll get to those guys later. Uh, we talked a little bit about West Ham here, uh, so let's get to them first. Here, the West Ham, uh, the Hammers go to uh, uh, the Hawthorns to take on West Brom. Uh, Tony Pule, as we thought, he had the mojo going, but uh, it apparently skipped a week. <laughs> Jeez. I like every it was time the green. it was the green jerseys. It might've been every time I put any faith in a West Brom situation, I'm wrong. You would think I should just avoid these games altogether. You would think I don't, but still like, <laughs> it, um, well, yeah, I like mean, gross, I... like gross was, I was like, no, I can't play gross cause they're playing West Brom. And it's like, Oh, he's actually, just fine against West Brom, but Not at home gross. against a desperate West Ham, are they still desperate? Even though they won Wednesday or Monday, excuse me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, if he, if they lose again, he's going to go right back on the hot seat. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a, he's still got to pick up points. Yeah, the only guy, not the only guy, but Aaron Cresswell was taking all corners. Um, yes, he was. I, I pointed Arnautovic, that out during the broadcast. Yeah, Arnautovic is back. I don't know if that means he'll take some. Although Cresswell was so good on all of them, um, you also have to. You also are assuming that um, that Arnautovic starts. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
the the thing that you have to like about Cresswell, uh, or you always like Cresswell more when Andy Carroll is in, because when Andy Carroll is in and and Antonio, you Michael Antonio, not some sort of Antonio Carroll, um, those guys usually score with their head, um, and so when you have a player like Cresswell who can deliver the ball in the air in the box, those are the guys you want in there. So um, Cresswell is very like has been much more miss than hit over the last year and a half, but he's finding his situation to thrive in again. I, I So I'm going to take it one step further. I picked up Andy Carroll in the Taga Premier League. Uh, I, I picked him up uh, because I have two forwards I can't count on right now. One, because he's not in the lineups as often enough as I'd like to see in Alexis Sanchez, and Pedro just hasn't scored enough yet. And with Arsenal playing a Sunday early morning game, you know, I won't have any time to find, I, I won't be able to replace him. Yeah. You know, so I have to have someone on Saturday who I think is going to start. So I picked up Andy Carroll for that reason, just for the aerial duels alone, because there is, if there is one thing that West Brown will let you do, it's cross the ball. Oh yeah, it's for gonna, sure. It's going to be a bruising affair. Uh, and I think it's going to be start and stop. Like every minute or two, there'll be a foul for something on a header. Then <laughs> someone will go down with an injured back or an injured neck or an injured face, you know, even though no one hit him there. Like it's, it's going to be one of those kind of games. Yeah. I, uh, I picked up Cresswell in EFSA today. Yeah. I saw that. I was a little, I, you, you beat me by an hour and a half. Somebody, uh, Adam Zadroik also called me, not called me out, but mentioned that I picked up Cresswell. But the only reason I knew Cresswell was available is because I didn't put in a bid on anybody following like the close. So that for those who don't know, we are able to uh, we take a week, an extra week after the transfer window closes. So like everybody who transferred just before the real transfer window was available now. And somebody dropped Cresswell in order to pick up. I can't see all the transactions now, but somebody basically dropped Cresswell. And I happen to just jump on. Let me see. Oh, it was for Lee Chung Yang. That's a poor decision, Chris. <laughs> yeah, poor. Very poor. Oh, my God. 85 for Ibrahimovic? Yes, I saw that too. Wow. I put in $0 worth of bids because I only have 27 left. See, I have a ton of money, but, like, I just didn't. Everybody. Wow. Andy Carroll went for 25. Yeah. Ari, yeah. 45. Renato Sanchez. Yeah. Sam Klukas, 35? Like, I, what's going on here, guys? What are we doing? It's, there, it's, it, uh, it's the fact that there's not many people available. I mean, basically, my team, I needed a defender. I need a defender, really, because I don't like my matchup. I'm, I have Allie, I have Alan Neon, Martin Olsen, and Andrew Robertson. Robertson's probably not going to play. I have five uh, defenders right now. Can you believe that? I oh, wait, have I'm sorry. One, one two, two, three. I have six of them. I got to get rid of one. I, I have six as well, Jeez. but two of them are on injury reserve. Um, I have Danny Rose and Mason Holgate mm. on injury on the injury list. Yeah, even though Holgate's not injured, we'll get to all that. We'll get off that, all that later. But basically, I have Cuco Martina as well, so I have Jeez. one of the two. I have one of the two Everton right backs. <laughs> That's the, there that. only two. I think there might be three if you count Tom Davis. Oh yeah, yeah. If that happens, I'm in trouble. Anyway, he was a um, wing back for a little bit. Anyway, what game are we talking about? West Brom, West Ham. Yeah, I like yes. Chicharito. But I like so, Carol. Uh, yeah. Let me let me game. go let me go through why I don't think Martin um, Martin Arnautovic, um Marco Arnautovic is going to play. Okay. Um with Andy Carroll in, wide players on the like the like the traditional winger forwards are not very useful. 
um, because he is they're going to play direct to him and he's not it's not often that he'll be able to flare the ball out to the wide part of the pitch, which is where Arnautovic likes to work. Guys like Antonio, guys like Chicharito who can you know be inside and pick up the second balls and do something with it. Um, and just be menaces in the box to help out Carroll. Those are the kind of guys I think Slavin Bilic is going to turn to. Even Andre Ayu, I think, is in the rotation before Arnautovic. So you wouldn't use Arnautovic to cross? No, I mean, unless you're going to play him at like right wing back. But you can't just play him as a attacking midfielder on the left side and just have him. Yeah, I mean, it would be him and Cress- it would be him and Cresswell on the left side, basically. I mm-hmm. mean. Yeah, you'd be giving up you'd have, a lot. You'd be giving up Cresswell's crosses. You'd also be giving up a ton defensively. And West Brom, or sorry, West Ham. Yeah, it, it, I don't think he fits in. You're, you're giving I, up a ton defensively against West Brom, who in the early part of the season tend to do well. They, they will exploit you on the counterattack. That's I mean that's what they do. And set pieces. I mean, my, Mar- Arnautovic did not cover himself in glory with his first appearance for West Ham. Yeah, all right. I, yeah, still. <laughs> like, anyway, he was their big money signing. I understand. Uh, I, I wouldn't. Um, but that's just that's just because I liked what I saw from them, and there that could be recency bias because I liked what I saw from the last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, for West Brom, I don't think a guy like Arnautovic is going to break him down. Okay, that's fair. On the West Brom side. Matt Phillips, useless this season so far. He has been. Um, and Brunt didn't even start last week. Yeah, they, we, we talked about that. Between, you know, Kieran Gibbs, all those options at left back and right back, who doesn't play? And it's and we got it all wrong. Yeah, well, <laughs> Gibbs didn't play, Brunt didn't, and Brunt didn't Correct. play. Correct. Like, we, got, we got the entire left side wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they just, they just reverted right back to where they were before. Craig Dawson at right back, Neom at left back, Johnny Evans back in the middle. Yep, yep. Who do you think has a better chance to score, uh, Johnny Evans or um, Higazi versus Andy Carroll? Andy Carroll. Okay. I Andy mean, Carroll against Johnny Evans and Higazi, though, in the box. I'll still take Andy Carroll. Okay. He, especially because he's I – mean, did you see – you saw him on Monday. He, he was looked, a beast. He looks sprightly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Good wins fit. Yeah. Speaking of sprightly, Jamie Vardy has been uh, pretty active and pretty uh, pretty foxy in the boxy. Uh, <laughs> he is, did that. you know? Did you know that since Leicester has uh, come up to the Premier League, that he has drawn the most penalties? Uh, I didn't, but what is it? Five. Eleven. Wow. So he travels to Huddersfield to take on the Terriers. Um, he and the, he and the Foxes travel to Huddersfield to take on the Terriers in a game that. A lot of people are tipping Huddersfield, and I don't know why. <laughs> because Leicester aren't really that good. Neither are Huddersfield. Right, but they're at home. I could make that same exact argument. They're, but they're at home, and that's why. Okay. That's all it is. I, I think, I think, I mean, I think they Leicester... three clean have... sheets to start the season? Tough loss against a desperate West Ham at London Stadium? I think, Stadi- uh, I think people Stadium, are they... very much overreacting to the losses that Leicester have had because they've come against, uh, who's it, Man City, Arsenal, and Chelsea? Um, <laughs> like, yeah, certainly tough games. <laughs> like, that's three of their first four games. Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest here, right? Leicester are not that bad, like, as their record indicates, and they're not, and Huddersfield aren't as good as their record indicates. Like, the, I, I agree re- with you on both of those. I was just yeah, let's, re- let's regress back to the mean here, and I, I do think that Leicester are going to actually put it on Huddersfield, like, you know, like something like a three to one here. And I think that I think that (laughs) 
the little reactions in the background. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I actually I like three options from Lester, or actually four options, uh, maybe even five. Yeah, yeah Hello. I like Lester this weekend. Um, so uh, this Who is the. Uh, it depends on how, how what kind of scoring, but I do like the three main pieces offensively, which in this case you have to say it's Jamie Vardy, Riyad Mahrez, and I'm going to say it's Mark Albrighton just okay. for crossing purposes. On I was the wondering other who the third one was. wasn't sure yeah. if you were going to throw it at Demarai Gray. If, he, if Demarai Gray starts, I play him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's that simple. He won't start, though. Um, well, he might. And, never know. And then I, I also extend it out to like Harry Maguire and maybe even like Casper uh, Schmeichel on this one. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you were, or maybe, or maybe even a real Christian player. Fuchs. Maybe even Christian Fuchs. I would like Harry Maguire much more than Christian Christian Fuchs. Thanks. That's why I said Harry Maguire first. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I said Harry Maguire, and, the, and then I said Ann Schmeichel. Oh, but, okay, sorry. So like that. it was like he was before all the, all the other ones, okay. but I mean Harry Maguire of the defensive options is the best one, um, and uh, you know he's clearly the best one of the defensive options, and I think that they have a chance for a clean sheet, but I think Harry Maguire also will just win aerial duels because they're going to try to set up Steve Mounier. Would you um, consider a guy who has nine shots and five chances created in his last two games? Is it Aaron Moy? It is not. Who would it be? Tom Ince. Oh, yeah. And he hit the crossbar. He did hit the crossbar. <laughs> he hit it hard. Um that was an evil crossbar, by the way. Denying <laughs> chances for Chicharito and Chicharito, him. Yeah, yeah. Nine. <laughs> he had three shots against Southampton, six in the loss to West Ham, and he's created five chances, three and two, respectively, yeah, in the last two. He's been good. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no, there's no two ways around it. Um, I said it last week too. Tom Ince has looked good. Um, I would, I, I mean, I would consider him at the same level as Aaron Moy as a if you're going to play Aaron Moy, like. But you don't put him in the All Brighton range. Or the Demarai Gray range? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, I like them. It, it's close. It's close enough where I wouldn't fault someone for doing it. Okay. Uh, it, 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 less, I mean, Leicester on the road. I mean, it's not... I personally think that they are going to be solid defensively, but th- by no means is that a majority opinion. Right. Um, I'm okay being out on the ledge even by myself for that one. But, you know, Huddersfield, they're still Huddersfield, right? Like, they don't look that much different than they did last year. Except they have the Premier League patch on their shirt now, and they have Steve Mounier, uh-huh. <laughs> who, who is a who is a difference. But you know, they're still like, I still think that Leicester will set the traps that they'll, that Huddersfield will fall into. Okay, that's fair. Leicester are very good at setting those traps. That's hmm. how they want they won a championship that way. Sure did, and draw right. penalties apparently. Well, I mean, Jamie Vardy does draw penalties, mm-hmm. uh, but I also think Riyad Mahrez is a big game. Okay. Big game. All right, we go on here. We have uh, Liverpool at home, who are Sadio Mane lists uh, for the next few weeks. Uh, they take on a Burnley side who are looking to take a surprising number of points on the road uh, this season. Um, t- t- taking major points off of three off of Chelsea and a point off of Spurs so far on the road. Uh, can they can they get another Premier League scalp here? No, I think they get absolutely annihilated. So you think it's a Mo Salah outburst? Yeah, well, you have been very vocal about how um, Liverpool can still beat teams with speed when Sadio Mane is not on the field because of Mo Salah. And they really struggled last year, like when Mane was gone for AFCON and then he got hurt. But they still have the speed there. And 
I think we might see a start from Alex Oxley Chamberlain, who is also pretty fast. Um, but I mean, he he wants to play in the middle, though. He does. Andrew. He does. Uh, I I think the person who starts is Coutinho. I think uh, he starts as well. So you're thinking that they're going to take two of the midfield three out of Wijnaldum, Chan, and no, Henderson? I think, no, I think they take one out and Coutinho replaces Mane. Okay. So do you think they're going to play four three three still? Because yes. this is important. Yep. This is this is important to talk tactically. So you think that Coutinho, Salah, and Firmino will be the front three? Uh, yes, I do. And then Henderson, when uh. Henderson, Oxlade-Chamberlain, and either Wijnaldum or Chan. Jordan and I talked about this on the DFS podcast, and he thinks because Oxlade-Chamberlain and Wijnaldum are more similar and Chan's more defensive, that Wijnaldum would be the one to sit for Ox. But I don't care who it is. I think Ox is going to. I think Ox will replace one of them. I think Henderson's spot's a little safer. I Heck, think. I mean, they played Thursday. They could sit Wijnaldum and Chan and play Oxlade-Chamberlain and Milner for all we know. I think we're going to see a formation shift. I think we're going to see a four-five-one of sorts, a four-two-three-one, if you will, um, because Coutinho is not a natural winger. He likes to play centrally. Yeah, none know. of them are. They're all. They all just go wherever they want. I still think that we'll see something along the lines of what we saw from you know, like a Chelsea side uh, with Diego Costa and Eden Hazard, right? Where the the midfield attacking three would be interchanging and there'd be the one constant forward. So I do think that they're going to ask Firmino to kind of stay centrally in the box um, because that's how they, I mean, and then, and then just have the, the midfield three kind of rotate and that would be Coutinho, Oxley Chamberlain and, um, and Mo Salah. Yeah, they could. I mean, I, that, that's, that's more, that's more what I'm thinking that they do tactically. Um, I think it would work better, especially if Kiskos would feature Coutinho in the number ten role, which is his role. Let's be honest. Um, Sturridge is also a possibility. Yeah, I was hoping he wouldn't say that. Um, no. Why not? <laughs> He's a very I mean, good player. Is, is Firmino going to go out wide? He could get a rest. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm just saying, like Liverpool have significant depth in these positions, and so. To be able to play a Champions League game on Wednesday and turn play badly. to play burnt what's that? Play badly. Right. And then they can <laughs> play Burnley with uh, essentially their B team, which is better than Burnley's A team. Why not? I mean Tottenham's A team and Chelsea's A team have not taken full points from Burnley. Yeah, that's I don't fine, see but... I, I, like that's I don't know. I think that would be I, I think if that happens, if he plays the B team and they don't get three points, I think you're gonna hear a lot of criticism. Yeah, and, uh, and, and sure. they're going to say exactly what I just said. He he doesn't even learn from the lessons of week, like two, three weeks ago from different teams. Um. Okay, that's what I think. I mean, like maybe it may be unfair, but it's because it's not apples to apples comparison. But you you can't just ignore the fact that Burnley have done well on the road this season so far. They've done something tactically to make it work. And tactically, I think the thing that they've done is they've added Chris Wood. He's uh, been great. He and and him and Sam Vokes have been a handful for for defenses. Uh, they have some size, uh, quickness for their size. They are not fast, but they have quickness for their size. Um, Sam Vokes is a real pest in the box, and Chris Wood has just shown very clinical finishing. Yeah, yeah, it was a great pickup, and he worked he's and, working and, well and, with Vokes. So. Yeah, and uh, Liverpool tend to give up chances, as we've seen. So <laughs> for what sure. I, 
you know, they're you know, if Liverpool go out in this game and they think they're going to win like five to four, I no, like, like like I don't think Burnley will let them do that. I think if that happens, Burnley are going to beat them two one. I okay, I think that's nuts, but I think Liverpool haven't. I mean, Liverpool they, when they are good, they look great. Uh, Burnley have a Burnley have a way of making re, like people who need to when they look good look great. They don't look good. Like those teams don't look good that day. Uh, that's it's very frustrating yeah. to play against. Okay. I think they get slaughtered, but sure. I mean, I hope they do because I want Jurgen Klopp to succeed. I want that style to succeed. I really do. I really want Jurgen Klopp to win every game five three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and just say like, I don't care if they score three goals if I score five. Like, I don't care about clean sheets. The golden gloves mean nothing to me. Like, that, I would love for some, a manager to say that. Clean sheets don't matter to me if we get three points. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Liverpool, Burnley here, so, I mean... So no Tom Heaton doesn't uh, do anything for you? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Pope, Pope looked fine. Like, he, I don't think either of them are, are going to set the world on fire this year. I said that from the beginning. Tom Heaton's going to be overdrafted, overplayed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I love Tom Heaton. Don't you, you, do. you know, yeah, I was the first. Um, but no, I, I, I'm also not going to overreact and say that his value was in his saves. And Liverpool, for some, I mean, they make saves. I mean, or they create saves. Yeah, I mean, they do create saves. I mean, Bert, I mean, I would consider Pope if you want a cheap, if you want to go the cheap goalie option. I just think there might be better options a little further up the the, the price range. Is all like well, a Ben Foster y- against Usually there are better options as you pay more. No, I mean, even like the mid range goalkeepers, like even if you look at like a Jack Butland, who we'll talk about in a second. Okay. Like, you know, I, I just think that the only options on Burnley you're going to consider, there's only three Sam Vokes, Robbie Brady, and um, Ed Chris Wood. Yeah, those are three more than I would consider this week. That's what I, that's how I would put it. Uh, I mean, if I'm in a DFS slate, I would have no problems with Brady. Oh, that's you're nuts. They won't have the ball at all. But they, they, Liverpool give up set pieces, and they tend to give up goals off those set pieces. Uh, I think your your ten two is a is a little broad. All right, reality. I mean, this is why I'm terrible at DraftKings. This is why I'm no longer (laughs) on the daily podcast. I these are the reasons why I don't. Well, I don't don't even mean that. I mean, like even in Taga, I would I would probably not. If I had Robbie Brady, I don't think I would start him this week. I would. Uh, I think he'll get you your ten points that you're looking for. Wow. Okay. Liverpool give up chances, man. Like their defense is bad. Like it's bad on purpose. <laughs> like, it's it, it, it's it's offense uh, it's offense sac- uh, in the sacrificing of defense. Like that's what they do. Um. Do you know how many chances they've allowed this year? Not a ton. Let, let me rephrase that, the question. I, I, I also know that the goalkeeping save percentage from Liverpool this season is under. It's, I think it's under fifty percent. Uh, that is correct, but it's forty something percent. It's it's something criminally it's, low. Yeah, eight goals allowed on fifteen shots on goal. But I would like. Here's my question: How many teams have allowed more chances to be created against them? I don't even know what that means. Like, what, what is created the definition allowed. of a chance? What is the definition of a chance? Um. A shot from a, a shot? shot from a pass. You just said that they give up a lot of chances. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So how many? So even how about that? Either how many chances created they've allowed? 
how many key passes they've allowed if we want to change the terminology for the same thing or shots allowed like how how far down the list do you think they are in those categories mid table they're second like in second least second fewest they've allowed 34 shots this year and only man city have allowed fewer and there have been 25 chances created against them and only 16 from man city is fewer so liverpool so liverpool have given up three goals to watford mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean like they've given up three goals to uh sorry they've given up the three goals that's to it. watford that's it and then they got absolutely destroyed by man city who burnley are not i'll we will agree there but <laughs> I, I mean i think burnley are going to give them fits like these okay. this is the type of game that liverpool struggles in traditionally under Jurgen Klopp. yeah all right i think we're giving burnley too much credit for their win at Stamford Bridge and and the draw at and the Wembley. draw at Spurs at Wembley in August which was like two like not that long ago game week wise it was two game weeks ago yeah but i think i don't think burnley is as good as you think they are and i think liverpool are much better than you're giving them credit for I really want to believe in Liverpool. I really do. I th- I recommend Liverpool. I'm astonished that you think the home against Burnley is going to be the problem for them. I think it's the Burnley that's the problem. Home right. or away would oh. be the problem. <laughs> Liverpool. The one thing that Liverpool do is they play the same way on the road as they do at home. <laughs> so I'm not going to, you know, it's fine. Totally fine. We can, we can disagree and move on to Newcastle and Stoke where we both will say, uh, who cares? You don't think this one's 5-4? Uh, it could be i mean but um, i that that's the least i hate when people say that it could be um i do not believe that it will be (laughs) um i think if you are in any sort of season-long format and you have anybody from these teams you play them no problem oh my god yeah i mean i'm playing i have yosalu and Mm -hmm. hesse in almost every team i'm gonna play play them both yeah i'm not afraid to play you would play richie you'd play uh, John Joe, if he gets back in, which he should. I, I think I just dropped John Joe. Oh, and no. that, that's who I picked up Andy Carroll for. Wow. Sorry, John Joe. Yep. But yeah, You're... like I, I think as as bad as these teams are, you can see plenty of value in playing the playing them. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I'm with you that there's value there, but I mean, do they have the clinical finishing ability consistently? I mean, I know that. Stoke showed it against uh, Manchester United. You know, yeah. Jupa Motang. He, he he actually could have had a hat trick. Yeah, he could have. <laughs> I mean, David de Gea was great mm-hmm. in that game, even mm-hmm. though he gave up two goals. Um, but you know, I see. I mean, I see this ha- as having goals on both sides. I mean, I think you know, two two is not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I you know I I'm just. <sighs> Like, oh, the only people who are going to watch this game are people who have, like, fantasy implications. That is correct. <laughs> like, this is just not a... Th- 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 I don't think this will be a well-played game. I think it might be fun and entertaining due to the results, but not because of the actual performance on the field. That's fair. Not that he is somebody we ever really want, but did you know Jordan Shakiri was only 5'9 on the Premier League's official game? I'm shocked that he's that tall on the Premier League game. Stop. No, I'm serious. He looks like he's 5'6". No, no, no. 5.9 salary. Oh, oh. He's like 5'2". <laughs> I'm, like, I'm stunned that he's 5'9". <laughs> like, that's a huge upset to yeah. me. Wikipedia um, yeah. lists him at 5'7", which is very aggressive. 
Well, like I said, he looks five six. Yeah, uh, five point nine. I mean, <laughs> not a ton surprising because he doesn't score. He doesn't get enough goals and assists. No, yeah, but still, it's like uh, I don't you know. can't say someone's five nine. By the way, no, you're right. You're absolutely. Well, I said the Premier League's official game. Is it like what is that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, any defensive <laughs> options you like in this game? No. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, if you had a Jeff, Cam- Jeff Cameron's out. No, I mean Jeff Cameron's out, uh, and on Newcastle, like, like DeAndre Yedlin may return. Uh, the, no, like Javier Monquillo doesn't excite me. Uh, you know, Eric Peters doesn't really excite me in this one. Like, it, there's, there's not a ton here that I'm interested in. Well, yeah, I mean it's Stoke. Yeah, and I and I don't think it'll be clean sheets. Like I think there'll be goals on both sides. So I don't think there's clean sheet value, and I don't think that any of the defenders will be like heavily relied upon to get clearances, blocks, interceptions, aerial duels. Like I just no, I don't. Um, Christian Atsu. He's not a defender, but yeah, I mean he. Uh, yeah, he's no, a I'm, fine. Just, I'm moving along. <laughs> yeah, no, moving it along. I mean Christian Atsu is. Uh, I like him as a talent. I've always liked him as a talent. He's put a couple of he's put a couple of performances together that you know show you why people like him. But the problem with him is that he's not consistent. Yeah. So you know, especially if DeAndre Edlin's back, I mean he's going to want to go forward, which on Atsu's side means he has to drop back more. But I don't think Edlin's going to start. I think he'll make the bench. Um, just just no, like no. Okay. Matt Ritchie, Matt Ritchie is still the midfielder you want from Newcastle and probably. Chupa Motang or um, Shakiri are the midfielders you want from Stoke. And Joe Allen is a sellout. Because <laughs> he cut his hair. Did he really? Yes. Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, I, uh, wow. I, I pointed it out, and now Andy Carroll has to be my hair spirit animal, and that's always a dangerous place to be. That is a tough one. Because he, he, he could always just go with Gareth Bale. No, no. I, I don't like his like, like top knotish type deal. No. And it's also very thin hair. Like he has a receding hairline, but still a ponytail. This is no, no, wrong. Okay. <laughs> like not, not what I want to emulate. I don't Joe think it's Al- a receding hairline. I think he actually has a huge bald spot on the back that he covers with the man bun. Joe Allen is still a sellout, yep. and we will move on to the most lopsided game of the affair, which will be Watford at home taking on Manchester City. Who? Is let's be honest. Lopsided? Of the Saturday slate, yeah. Okay. I think you're missing a Saturday game. But okay, if you, you think this is the one that will be the most yeah. lopsided, okay. Well, I, I, yeah, because Manchester City offensively, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say that Spurs or Spurs Swansea, but Manchester well, that's the only City, one we have left. So I'm aware, <laughs> but I thought you were saying that Liverpool Burnley would be anyway. Um, Manchester City, yeah, Manchester City, uh, like that is an unstoppable freight train right now of yeah. forward momentum. Uh, you know, and especially because both. Jesus and Aguero both are uh, they're playing well together they're both scoring they're assisting each other uh watch out Uh, I mean this is exactly what Premier League teams do not want to see right now yeah I agree it's gonna be a bloodbath I think that we could see some significant rotation though uh, I mean Bernard so I've seen I'm seeing Bernardo Silva getting dropped in places that I'm very interested in picking up um I mean the the problem with him is going to be playing time you know consistent playing time yeah, I mean, Lee, and Leroy Sané was on my bench and scored 25 points uh, oh. for, uh, last weekend, uh, so that wasn't very fun for me. I would have lost anyway in my, the matchup that I had Leroy Sané on the bench for. But, yeah, this is the problem that you have with Manchester City midfielders. Mm-hmm. Not named Silver or De Bruyne. Yeah, uh, so, yes, the wingers. 
Yeah, I mean, we have Sterling we didn't discuss. Um, not a winger, but Ilkay Gundogan, or Gundawan, I believe I was corrected earlier today. Were. Um, Correct. So he's he's back. He's been on the bench, so he could start. I mean, even we could see Mendy or Walker take a break with Danilo there. We, uh, I think Otamendi and Stones are probably going to play only because company's hurt, um, which is just shocking. But um, and Stones just had that brace in Champions League, so he could play. I mean, they don't have to play Aguero and and Jesus together. Um, so there's just they, they got a lot to, that they can work with. But whoever is out there is probably going to just destroy they will, Watford. They will run right through Watford, yep. and Watford will have n- not much in the in the, the. The only thing that they do have going for them is that they, like I said last week, they have the right two people for counterattacking. Yep, and they, they showed it last week too. Yep, <laughs> they, they they have the right guys. That's all. I'm not saying they're going to score. I'm not going to say take Richarlison or take uh, or, or take uh, Andre Gray. Mm-hmm. I'm not, but. You know, those are the guys that you want to have. I don't think Troy Deeney plays again. I agree. I'm seeing Troy Deeney starting to get dropped. I mean, I and I'm also telling you, and I'll also, waiting, I'll, also already you know, I'll also tell you that I'm not going to pick him up. Oh, I wouldn't touch him. Yeah, exactly. Not bad for a guy people were drafting in the fourth round. All right. Uh, the last game of the Saturday slate, the one that Andrew thinks is the most lopsided, is Spurs against Swansea at Wembley uh, Spurs obviously getting off the schneid at Wembley with uh, a nice win over Borussia uh, in midweek uh, but Dortmund not glad back <sighs> fine um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah I mean Swansea come to town they're playing better but no well tell me why you think Man City has a better chance of scoring five goals than Spurs do I, I, I just do. Uh, Manchester City have, you know, thre- uh, you know, attack. I like their attacking options better than Spurs. Um, is it possible be- that that's because there are like more of them, more and better of them? Yes. Okay. I, I mean, I mean, when Musa Sissoko was playing as the right as the right forward midfielder, you know, like no pass, like, <laughs> and he still didn't play, and he still didn't play well. I, I mean. You're taking Musa Sissoko out for the Spurs attack as and saying he's not as good as Leroy Sané. Like that's not even close. That's how we're doing not, this. Not even close. Uh, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna say that it's an overall wash between all the other positions, which I'm almost willing to concede, but not really. Um, I still think Manchester City are pretty much better everywhere except for maybe Harry Kane. That's funny because I would, I would say he's not. But like the. I mean, you've been a big Marco Silva guy. You don't think he can put up, he can devise a better defensive plan at home than what Mauricio Pochettino can do in attack against Swansea at home? We're we're splitting hairs. I mean, I think it's the difference of like three nil versus four nil. Well, splitting hairs, <laughs> but like you, I, I guess in starting I think, eleven, think, you can I have think, them all. So, and that's I think the case, it, but like, yeah, well, even and, and in season long leagues, you're starting all your options anyway. Yeah. But if you're going to try and split hairs over which ones are going to have the best performances, I mean, obviously Christian Eriksen is probably the number one option because you don't have to worry about him in the center versus uh, with a partner there. That's going to take a ton of points away from him like you do with De Bruyne and Silva. Like that is the splitting list of splitting hairs. Uh, that's fair. I think the Silva taking points away from De Bruyne is overblown, but 
I do. It's they both can get points. Like they they've shown it already. But my one of my overall points is like that is like the only minute difference. You know, it, it's in for our for our podcast and our listeners here, like for season long formats, you're starting them all anyway. Yeah. Like even if you have Musa Sissoko, you might be thinking of starting them. Like, I don't think he's some strange well, he reason you have Musa Sissoko. Yeah, I mean they started him over Son last week. Yeah, Son started the Champions League game, so I suppose. Blah blah blah. No, I'm just saying. I suppose that's why both Sissoko started last week and could start this weekend. Yeah. I think the right back situation is an interesting one. In FPL, would you take your Trippier uh, between Trippier and Aurier? Mm -hmm. I dropped Trippier in one league. I don't think he's starting. Just dropped them, huh? I had no choice. I mean, like, yeah, you were in one of them where I picked Trippier up last weekend. Uh -huh. Yes, I picked I picked Trippier up in two of my three leagues uh, last weekend. Hmm. Went three and one last weekend too. I'm pretty happy with myself. Uh, yeah, that's a, that would be my fear, and I feel like Danny, given how well Ben Davis is playing, Danny Rose should never play again for Spurs at least. Well, if they want to sell him for a decent price, he's going to have to. I suppose. I suppose. That injury did really kill it. Oh, well. So, uh, in this one, do you like a Tom Carroll? No. Or do you... no. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to ask. All right. Uh, Wilfred Bonney uh, coming no. back in? Nope. No. Oh, he might. It doesn't matter, though. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's go on to the games. And I love to... Don't get me wrong. I, I've been saying Swansea are staying up all year, but they're going to get blasted this weekend. They are. All right. Let's go to the games that matter on Sunday. It is uh, Roto Classico. Roto Classico. That's right. Uh, it is uh, Chelsea uh, at Stanford Bridge taking on Arsenal. One week uh, ahead of our birthday. Wasn't it on our birthday last week? The last was. season? Yeah. It was. Just missed uh, it. Yeah. it was a turning point. And I pointed that, that I pointed that very fact out on Twitter you this did. week uh, that the most poetic thing that could happen is after Arsenal get blasted 3-0 by Chelsea, they switch formations back to whatever, and uh, then go on to win the Premier League. Yeah, it would be. If there are any script writers out there, that is, is it. That, that is You're welcome. Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> you are welcome. Anyway, uh, for this game, obviously the key point here is what to do with Alexis Sanchez. Yep. Uh, I think you start I, him if certain... you have him. I'm not picking him up well, in FPL, though. So – I'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you a scenario that seems fictitious, but it's it's not. It is very real for me. Um, I have four strikers on a team, wow. and well, I mean, I obviously only start three. Mm -hmm. um, I have Josalu, I have Hesse, and I have Jay Rodriguez. They all play Saturday at ten o'clock. Okay. Do I bench one of them for Alexi Sanchez, yes. who may not play on Sunday, and I won't have anyone to replace him? Uh, I mean, he'll definitely play. He, if he, he doesn't start. start. Yeah, but he scored three and a half points last week when he didn't start. Yeah. Well, was this was his first game? I don't Second care. game? Second game. Um, the not starting is absolutely outrageous. Yeah, but well... And it, the, the worst part was Welbeck having such a good game to, like, mask the fact that that is such a ridiculous error in judgment. Um. But I wouldn't, I, I mean, I would still play Alexis over any of those three. Even against yeah. Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. It's, I don't think it's as clear cut as that. It's really, it, 
yeah, it's it's a matter of you know, obviously when you're especially when you're in a head-to-head situation, you're just trying to get more points than the other guy, yep. and a full 90 minutes of Joselu is probably better than 30 minutes of of Alexi Sanchez or 20 minutes of Alexi Sanchez. Um, Joselu has yet to play 80 minutes, let alone 90. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> you know what I, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I, I again, I suppose you could say they are all safer even though I don't think any of them are safe, but no, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm almost positive. I'm going to bench Jay Rodriguez for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for Alexis, just be, you know, cause yep. it's Alexis, right? Like, you know, well, it, I mean, Rodriguez may not even start. So I mean, it, Neither, and, and, could I, sit, Hesse could sit. We, you know, who knows? It, and I, I mean, I could conceivably, you know, put in Ander Herrera, who I have on the bench now, who also plays on Sunday, right? Like, there are other ways I can get around it, but like, you know, when you like a matchup like you know Hesse and Yosalu who play against each other, you know, mm-hmm. Stoke and Newcastle, like, it's it's a tough situation where if you, let's say if you're only starting two strikers and you have Yosalu, Hesse, and Alexi Sanchez, like, that's tough, and you don't have any kind of flexibility with other positions. Like, that that is not an easy decision. Um, it is easier for me than it is for you. I mean, it's a riskier decision. Like, obviously, if you're going on talent alone, obviously you're going to put Alexis Sanchez in over everybody. But I need I need 60 minutes out of him, mm-hmm. and I, I you don't know if you're going to get it. It's too. Um, it, it's risky. I suppose. I think the risk is worth the possible reward. I'll I'll give you that. If they weren't playing Chelsea, I would say I would say I'd be more inclined. Oh, to if say they weren't playing Chelsea, you couldn't possibly. This wouldn't even be a conversation. Think, yeah, but they're yeah. playing. They were, they were playing at United at or at Bridge. Chelsea. That's it. Yeah, they're playing at Stamford Bridge. They haven't won there in like six years. Um, it's 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 not the best of matchups for no, him, not. even if he was starting. Yeah, but it it helps in a non-goal dependent format like Tottenham. Correct. Correct. Do you think Zappacosta starts over Moses? Uh, I was wondering that same thing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great question. He looks great. Like, sounds like Hazard might not start again. Uh, that's fine. Ease him back in. Yeah. <laughs> There's no rush. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, like ease Hazard back in. Uh, yeah, that's to- I totally get it. Uh, in a game of Chelsea and Arsenal, you'll have uh, Hazard and Sanchez coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, who do you think starts for Hazard then? It's Willian, Pedro, and Morata up front? Well, I mean, last week they Fabregas did um, behind. Last week they did Fabregas and they did like a three-five-two, and they put fa- um, like Baca Pedro Yoko and yeah, and they put all and they put all three central midfielders on. So yeah. they had uh, you know Bakayoko, Conte, and um, missing one. It's uh, um, anyway. It doesn't no, that, matter. that's a, no, that's they played Pedro oh, and, and Fabregas yeah, ahead, exactly. and then Murat up front. Yeah. Yeah, so it's you know they could do that again. Uh, that wouldn't put it past Conte. He likes consistency, especially when they're playing well together. Which, let's face it, Chelsea have been. Um, How many Chelsea guys do you pick before you consider Mesut Ozil? Eleven. In, in what format? <laughs> Any format. He's been getting chances created, so for Targa, he's been fine. Um, um, I suppose. I suppose. So right. it, 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 it's not as many as you think. To be honest, it's probably more like four three like maybe three like marata obviously um i would say marcus alonso obviously okay um and i'd probably say Fa- if you know especially considering where fabregas is going to play yeah i'd take fabregas would you take willian over him 
If Willian starts, yes, yes he does. Yeah, so that's four. That's five. And, right? and I'm debating on Pedro. I don't know. Right. So that's where the line is, Pedro. Yeah. And if Pedro Alexis hasn't, starts... Hasn't done well. Who do you put in front of Alexis? Nobody. Nobody? Nobody. Oh. I mean, what, what Alexis Sanchez is, in my opinion, the number one fantasy player in the Premier League. Especially given his Didn't position. Did we just have this conversation that you were going to play Yosulu over him? If oh, because if he's you you said the key thing if like that he's starting like, so so you're saying that the the 30 minutes of the best fantasy player in the Premier League is not as good as 70 minutes of Yosulu. This is I just want to get that clear. This is what we're saying. It's those you're minutes saying? Ca- they're really important, Andrew. Okay. okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is is that yes, he is twice as good as Yosulu. However, when Yosulu plays more than double the minutes, he still can get more points. Okay. <laughs> yes, like that both of those things can be true. Okay. Just checking. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to break down the math? Like, do you really want me to break down the math? Because <clears throat> I can do that for you. It's not complicated. Okay. It's it's very simple arithmetic. Let's say Alexi Sanchez averages. I, I just want to round. Averages is more than arithmetic now, so. Yeah, I know. It is still it is still one of the basic operators of math. Anyway, um, we have. We have uh, Alexis Sanchez, uh, just for round numbers' sake, averages 15 points a game. Don't think that's uh, I don't think that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. Let's so if he's twice as good as Yosulu, which I'm more than willing to concede, uh, that would mean that Yosulu would have seven and a half points a game, correct? Okay. Sure. If, and <laughs> so if. So if uh, Alexis Sanchez plays a third of the minutes that he normally plays, that would give him what? So I stop listening. That would give I'm him five. The math. That would give him five points, Andrew, a game on average. Okay. And if and Yosulu would still get his all of his points, which would be seven and a half. Okay. That's all you. I mean, I, I both. I'm just saying, there's a duality there, and they both both can exist. Anyway, uh, much, I actually would not like to take a defensive option in this game. That's not named Marcus Alonso, only because Alonso can do things offensively. Like Zappacosta, if he plays, is interesting. I'm just not going to trust it week one. Okay, that's fine. Especially if you're looking at daily formats. In season-long formats, you're likely, if you, for example, in the Rotowire League where I have both Zappa, Zappa Costa and Moses, I'm going to play whichever one plays. Yeah, of course, of course. So, you know, that's just the way that that's the way season-long works compared to daily. But Would you Zappa, put Kolasinic ahead of the non-Alonzo defenders? Yes, okay. I would. But I, like I said, I'm not really interested in starting any of them uh, unless I had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Alonzo being the most interesting of all of them. Okay. And I don't think that's too heavy of a limb. Nope. Or too too light of a limb. Too to light of a limb, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go on to the final game of the weekend before we do our starting 11 lineups here where we have Manchester United uh, in the Wayne Rooney Bowl taking on Everton, who have Wayne Rooney for the second time in this in this Wayne Rooney Bowl. <laughs> I like that Wayne Rooney Bowl. I haven't heard that one. Did you come up with that? <sighs> God, I hate you. Anyway. Uh... I Actually, I meant that. I Meaning, like, I thought that was good. Wayne Rooney okay. Bowl. I like it. I don't know why. Anyway, know. Uh, just, uh, all the jokes that I think are good, you think are terrible. All the jokes I think are bad. You know what? If if, if what I do is wrong, yeah. then the opposite <laughs> must be right. All right. Uh, so we have Too Wayne Rooney. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I think we Please can see some. 
United yes. rotation as well. I mean, we can say rotation from both. I mean, Everton's playing as we um, as we tape this. I believe they're getting slaughtered. Um, as I quickly pull it up, but yeah, United have um, Bailly and Jones. Phil Jones didn't play uh, in their uh, Champions League match, so um, I believe he was suspended. They were both suspended. Yep, and yeah. Atalanta's beating Everton three nothing. Ouch. Um, so, but I wasn't playing anybody from Everton in this matchup anyway. I just the one thing I want to point out is that tactically Sandro is just the wrong option. Like he just he cannot keep up with the pace of the Premier League. Just admit it now. Mm-hmm. Start your young player in Dominic Calvert Lewin, who <laughs> does have the pace of the Premier League, and the give Wayne Rooney someone to play. Get. Give Wayne Rooney something to play off of. Like if he has the ball and like he has someone running behind, he can pick, he can ping crosses and ping long uh, through balls through to someone who's running behind the defense. Mm-hmm. Like he can do that. Like you know, that's the only way to get out of your defensive third and, and the def- and the midfield. Like you're going to have to do that against United, or else they're just going to stay in their own zone and they're going to be you know United will move the ball uh, you know just across the formation and get uh, Everton tired and then Everton can't counter because they've been too busy running along in their defensive third like that's right. what's going to happen that's what Josie does that's what Josie Mourinho teams do yeah i the only thing i have here is uh, meaning hesitation for playing anybody season long is the possible um rotation just because well and Pogba's out uh, well Pogba's out but i'm not it's not like i'm running to play Fellaini but we could see like Jesse Lingard play in this one. Like there, it seems like guys on that realm that could play just because I think they they could comfortably beat Everton with without some of their main, you know, without Mkhitaryan or without Mata or I think Matic starts because I don't think Mourinho ever likes to play without him. But um, you know, Martial could get a start. Rashford, like who know, you know, one of those could sit. I doubt Lukaku sits, but you never know. Um, Daily Blind could start. I know he's not sitting. He's not sitting. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but yeah, I, I see no reason to play anybody from Everton. Josie's not a huge squad rotation guy, no, especially not. not in big games. He's not. You're right. So, right. But yeah, I wouldn't take. Like I said, I wouldn't play anybody from Everton. I wouldn't either. Uh, and I would. I would start almost all of the Manchester United options. I think I ranked De Gea like pretty high on goalkeeper yeah. ranks too like, can, i'm not showing much respect to the everton offense because to be honest it's not there yeah i can comfortably say that i would not start gilfie sigurdsson because i don't have him anywhere but if i mean that's a tough benching because you probably spent quite a bit on gilfie sigurdsson whether it's auction or a high draft pick but uh, i don't know how you play him without seriously considering any other option that you, you have on your team all fair and i'm assuming you're going to play you know you, you always want to play your yeah. manchester united options especially in this matchup too yeah. so yeah i totally get it yeah, playing home right. against everton isn't anything that i would worry about not right now not the way everton are playing and yeah. I mean, the fun doesn't stop for everton after this too like they have like a like a, this is the middle of like four or five terrible game weeks for them yeah yep yeah we, i mean we said that kind of in the preseason discussions that they're the beginning of their schedule is actually i lied that's this is the last of the bad this ones. is it yeah oh yeah you're right it gets much easier because then they because then they have burnley, burnley and brighton burnley. Yeah. yeah yeah but you're not jumping on them now and frankly i don't know how far you go after sigurdsson not not very i mean people always take rooney because he's rooney but I uh, yeah i have i own no shares of him yeah all right, let's get to our starting 11 teams. I am 
surprisingly 4-0. Before, uh, are you really? You won last week too? I, I crushed I crushed you. Jeez. I beat you by 20. I had 183 and you had 165, I think. I even like made some substitutions last week. I um, made three substitutions last week and they all were pretty bad. Yeah, they were. Well, it was one of those that like it was 80th minute at that point. Like that's the thing. Okay. I, I didn't have anybody whose like game changed or they came out early. So like uh, I was basically trying to see if it was like a helpful tactic as opposed to just like a CYA situation. I mean, I had I had to change out Mane, right, at halftime. At halftime, yeah, that's good. But yeah, anyway, I still, uh, in, I still, Kevin De Bruyne helped, and uh, and Marata helped. Anyway, um, let's get to our lineups this weekend. So I have a three-four-three formation this weekend, uh, and my three defenders are Benjamin Mendy, uh, Benjamin of the Davis variety, and uh, Andrew of the Robertson variety. Me too. All three. Yeah. Damn. And uh, I thought Hugo the only one I my... considered not going with was Mendy, and I was going to go with Kyle Walker. Uh, I actually that's did it. the same exact thing. Yeah. Man, that stinks. All right. Uh, Hugo Lloris is my goalkeeper. Me too. Would you like to name my four midfielders then? Um, I'm uh, Maybe. Uh, I'm go going ahead. with uh, De Bruyne. Yep. Erickson. Yep. Deli Alley. Yep. And Coutinho. Wrong. <sighs> Here, here's where we're going to make up points, uh, differentials and points. I have Riyad Mahrez. Oh, okay. I was I wondering who your earlier. fourth team was. So that was I, it. Te- I teased it earlier. Okay. And then uh, Kane Aguero Firmino? Bingo. Oh, I went Kane Aguero Sala. Okay. So we have two differences. Not hmm. not big ones, but they are there. So of the – Mahrez is obviously oh, – the... oh, And who did you captain? Uh, Kane. Same. Damn um, it. So <laughs> – well, so this is the thing. Uh, the reason why this game is tough is because usually it's not the guys everyone thinks will will dominate do. Uh, but it seems like there are three teams that are so grossly um, favored Saturday, Liverpool, Man City, Spurs, which is why, um, you know, 21 of our 22 spots are from those teams. You obviously picked Mares as your non-top. That's my differential. That's your differential. Were there any other players on Saturday that you considered? Yeah, there were a couple. Um, like not many, um, to be honest. Not many, but there were a couple that I considered. From um, different I teams. Cons- not, I, not yes, like I, diff- I, I considered okay. Christian Benteke for one. Okay. Because I knew you weren't. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I considered Gabriel. Oh, not from those teams, sorry. Uh, I also considered Aaron Cresswell as a defender. Okay. Uh, and last but not least, I considered uh, Matt Ritchie. Ooh, okay. Not Yosula? No. Who's twice as good as half of Alexis or something like that? If he was twice <laughs> as good as half of Alexis, he'd be the same. <laughs> I didn't consider anybody from these three, not from those three teams. And so I assume it's going to be the Huddersfield stack that crushes everyone this weekend on starting eleven. Yeah, uh, all the people who have uh, the Steve Mounier, Aaron Moy, Tom Ince yeah. stack. Yeah, yeah, that's that it right be, there. That, that would that would crush my prediction for Leicester. <laughs> I mean, it could be a seven-six barn burn. Like, Mahrez yeah. got a hat trick, and then we see Tom Ince with a brace, Moy with a brace, and yeah, Leicester missed the two-point conversion to win <laughs> the game again. <laughs> Jamie Vardy scores the touchdown, but misses the uh, two-point penalty. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. we did have a touchdown score in MLS last night. Atlanta Great. United seven, New England Revolution zero. 
I would say nil, but it's MLS, so we say zero. It's an MLS. An MLS? Yeah, they don't call it the MLS. I didn't say the MLS. Oh, never mind. No, I, never, I never say the MLS. And it's not an MLS. It's just MLS. Well, if it's not the, it has to be a. <laughs> no, neither. Fine. There was a 7 nothing <laughs> score in MLS last night. Great. And on Matt that note, we will end. Matt on this that note, we will end this episode of the Premier League edition of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Thanks to everybody for listening, and we will catch up with you guys next week when we talk about Game Week Number Six. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit RotoWire.com/soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.